Welcome to Bogside Chats. We're talking everything DFK and we're keeping it casual. We're the first non-whale podcast. No Gen Zeros, no 100 stable of heroes. My name's C9N, but more importantly, we have our co-host Matty Esks and Guy Kid. Boys, how we doing? Good. Excited to talk about the Perilous Journey. Excited to talk about DFK. Uh, you know, just pumped up. I love this game. You know that. How we doing, Guy? Doing well, doing well. Just happy to be here. Ready to jump into so much alpha content. Hell yeah. Okay. Matty Esk, um, seems like you're raring to go. What do we got on the agenda for today? Uh, so obviously, Perilous Journey, they made the big, or uh, not not, not uh, announcement, but there was an AMA last week uh, where, where Huber gave a, a ton of information and then, you know, they released the documents. Uh, and we're not going to go through the documents, but everybody can see them online of they gave the you know, the, the survival chance percentage and how that formula works and, and all the rewards and stuff like that. I think, I think, you know, everybody can go look at that information. It's out there on the website. Um, uh, I think for us, the, the, the more, more interesting thing to talk about is, are we going to send our heroes on, on the perilous journey? I've personally just gone back and forth. Like I only have, uh, you know, a handful of under, under five heroes. And my original first thought when all this came out was like, hell no, I'm not sending my heroes. But like now I'm like, eh, some of these rewards are pretty sweet. Uh, maybe I want to send a couple. So I've gone back and forth. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think everybody's debating it right now. Uh, and I think this is, this is like the, the, the conversation that anyone who's playing this game is having right now. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you look at the average or the median wallet size, I should say, I think Frisky said it was 17. So 17, Again, 17 heroes heroes per wallet, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm I'm also under that. I'm more like you, Maddie. Yeah. And I keep I actually keep flip flopping back and forth. At first I said absolutely not, and then I said, well, if I send if I if I maybe stock up on one or two more and then send them all, someone's gonna make it and that's gonna be valuable. But yeah, like you, I'm I'm flip flopping. I think the real um information we're gonna get here, any insight, is not gonna become Coming from me, like who's an idiot, but maybe guy kid, you've got uh, a couple of thoughts here. Yeah, I got uh, definitely flip flopping a lot too. Of so I've got twenty to twenty five heroes, and originally I said, all right, I'll send ten percent, I'll send two, maybe five. Um, but I keep going back and forth because the tough thing about this is survival rate is low, but survival rewards are really good. So my whole debate is, I had a lot of heroes. I probably had like six or seven heroes that were, in my mind, untouchable. A couple rare advanced heroes, a legendary, uh, those that those caliber of cards. But the problem is, if I don't send those guys, they go from bringing great cards today to okay to good cards tomorrow. Because all of these heroes that survive the perilous journey get so much better. So it's a really, really interesting dynamic that I keep going back and forth on. Yeah, I think that's a great. I, sorry, you go. I was gonna say I think that's a great scale. It's like great to good, good to okay, um, okay to bad, bad to terrible. Um, and looking at it on a scale like that and jumping down an entire tier is scary. Well, and I think one of the most interesting things of this is. Uh, this this huge jump you get the the plus five so so if your if your hero survives he gets plus five to three 
uh, stats of your choice. That is such a massive jump. Uh, you know, we've been grinding our, our heroes, leveling them up, and getting, you know, hopefully one, hopefully two, you know, on the off chance you get three on a level up to any one stat. You know, getting the automatic plus five is just an insane jump compared to what we've been dealing with. So anybody who survives this trip, like, is immediately going to become a formidable hero just based on stats. And, like, so I keep thinking about that and I'm like, ah, like, just that opportunity, just the chance that I get that. It's so huge. So it's plus five to three attributes. Yeah, of your of your choice. So you get to pick. Oh, it's uh, plus fifteen. That's massive. Yes, it's huge. It it makes again it, talking about those tiers. It moves a uh, a decent hero to a strong hero, and a, and a strong hero to a god level. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. So I've got I've got a couple like wizards and priests that are at that like twenty to twenty two intelligence realm yeah. right now, and it's like. That's a good card right now. Yeah. If my 22 jumps to 27, there's 55 cards that have 27 intelligence. It becomes a so, top, top 1%. I mean, yeah. Right. So, it's a huge uh, jump. It's ins- and even even then, that's the thing of like, uh, you know, going on the, on, on the tavern right now, finding some floor hero who maybe has, you know, one decent stat and, and bad odds. If they survive it, they become a a a a a pretty strong hero. So this is where this is where my my uh, you know where I struggle in terms of like I was like ah oh, no way I would never send my guys but now I'm like oof I don't know if my guys can go from being decent to being top tier that is just right. that is wild. And the other thing that came from it too is. I think it was mentioned in land tournaments after the fact, but Hubert said that the green and blue stats that I think we've talked about it personally with the yeah. Meta's article that we said green and blue stats don't matter. Yeah. Pretty much the hour after we said that, Hubert was <laughs> like, hey, green and blue stats are going to be huge impact for land tournaments. <laughs> so if you've got a card that's got and you like, I've got a priest that has 19 wisdom, and he's purple wisdom. Oh. And if I go and I send him on the perilous journey, and he gets burned, that's gonna suck. But if he survives, all of a sudden he's a purple wisdom priest. Um, that's in the top tier for wisdom. Yeah, this is gonna make common cards be able to outcompete rares. Yeah, even some legendaries, and it's. It's going to uh, A, let level the playing field for those uh, particular cards, and it's absolutely going to cause, and again, this is, I'm saying absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I don't deal in absolutes. Um, I know nothing. Who, uh, yeah, well, uh, I was going to say, oh, hold on. Your references. <laughs> I was going to say, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm neither a Sith um, and I'm Jon Snow. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's a that for a combo. Yeah, mixed mixed messages here. Yeah, that could be a Jedi. It's gonna be interesting. That's that's where I'm at. That's, who yeah. knows what's gonna happen? We could there could be some absolute gems, uh, but I, I can see this causing a rift where there's gonna be a bunch of heroes that everybody's gonna want for land tournaments that are really good, um, and even beyond Crystal Vale. And there's gonna be a bunch of heroes that may drop in value and aren't gonna be as good, and it could open up the market for some newer players who knows how it's going to happen but changes are compounding and 
uh, moving exponentially, and I'm super excited about it. I think I think that, that brings up a super interesting point and something I sort of want to just clarify and discuss a little bit more. I know because Guy, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but so we got this information. So this is sort of separate from the AMA. We got this land tournament information. This was in the Discord. Uh, this was brought up separately from all this. I mean, it's obviously it ties to all this, but uh, it was sort of separate information that these land tournaments. So these are going to be competitions with where your heroes can compete. Again, I don't, are they competing for, and again, Guy, I need you to help me clarify this. They're not competing for the land exactly. You're competing for the opportunity to buy the land. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever been officially confirmed, but it's like the rights to buy the land. Right. Or it's like you've got the deed or whatever, and it's you still got to clear it through the castle to actually own I the see. land. Right. You could go sell that right too as well, probably pretty much for the same price as land. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so these tournaments will be, again, we're waiting for that clarification, but these tournaments are going to be individual heroes versus other individual heroes in an individual stat versus other individual stats. And there will be some aspect of RNG where there'll be some sort of role that happens and, you know, there will be some randomness involved, but for the most part, whoever has the best stat is going to win. And again, the green and blue, which in the past and sort of our 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 traditional thinking has been they're kind of useless other than, you know, some early level ups, they might help. But, you know, in the long run, they don't help that much. Those are going to affect these land tournaments and give you bonuses in the tournament. Um so I think I think this was this was kind of a very interesting thing that was brought up. And obviously this this became a question as you know, they, they talked about all the rewards you get from Perilous Journey, you know, plus five to all these stats. You know, how is that going to affect a land tournament? And then this land tournament information was clarified. Um, this information is interesting and sort of changes how you might be approaching trying to find some some valuable heroes in the tavern. You know, maybe we should be looking for the people who have those purple stats. Um that are sort of min-max, you know, rather than the... It's been such a roller coaster for me where it was like... Yeah. All right. Single heroes, awesome. I have a purple Agi Ninja, super awesome. excited yeah. about him. I've got a purple Wisdom Priest, super excited about him. And then, like, the next the next thing out of Hubert's breath was Gen Zero's qualify for the land tournaments, too. It's like you mother effers. Right, that was a another it's another like, twist. Obviously, yeah. there's there's two two thousand Gen Zeros that are gonna go over on the boat that are gonna qualify for Crystal Vale. And well, my immediate reaction is, all right, I can't compete with these level ten Gen Zeros, but yeah. these Gen Zeros won't get the plus five stats. There you go. So it's like that kind of evens out. Yep. But. Are they going to go stamp pot and be level 20s once land, land tournaments come around? And do we want to play that chase game? So I am all over the place when it comes to land tournaments. I'm definitely going to have a couple heroes compete. But there's some days where I'm like, hey, I'm a front runner for a land tournament. And there's some days where I'm like, should I even bother? It's so bad. Yeah, it's... So my take on the land tournament, and I'm well qualified to say this, is... I think that it's going to be very much like uh, Pokemon Stadium, and we're going to have a great time playing it and, and doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, clearly messing around there. Uh, they said <laughs> they said it's going to be PvP light, but 
In my head or in my heart, I should say, it's it's Pokemon Stadium, and I'm ready to go. I mean, there's a lot of analogies to Pokemon in this game. I understand that. And I think uh, the one thing that's interesting of this land tournament is the, the min-maxing and, you know, kind of, you know, it, it, you know, especially monks, I think, are losing out here because monks are the kind of well-rounded class. But that's not what you want for these land tournaments. Now, again, this is, again, like they said, and, and C9N alluded to this, this is going to be PvP light. So this isn't going to be the the full PvP, which we're going to get hopefully, you know, further down the road, where maybe monks will help out more. But in this case, I don't know why you would want a monk for any of these land tournaments, because they're, they're, they're well-rounded characters. They're not going to be strong in any individual stat. Yeah, unless you've got a monk that can compete, like, depending on how travel works and how stamina works to even compete in these tournaments. Maybe you've got like a little area that you can compete in a strength, dexterity, and agility tournament with one hero. It's like, yeah, a monk might make sense to send over that way. But from what we've kind of been seeing is it sounds like they're really going to try to limit the number of um, tournaments one hero can enter in. Well, I would hope so, because otherwise anybody with you know, your, multiple your rare, your rare yeah. plus. Well, even your common plus dread knights are just yeah. gonna clean house, and no one else exactly. is gonna get anything. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Hopefully, there's well, and also too. I guess, I guess this goes back to the the plus five. So these heroes that go on the journey and come back, they're going to be eligible for you know specific land tournaments that are for for people that made the or for heroes that made the journey exclusively. Now, my question is, if you made the journey. And you got plus five on one of the, your stats. Do you want to throw yourself in the ring for those specific tournaments? Or do you want to go back and play everybody else who didn't get the plus five? And, and do you have to make that choice even? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, we, we don't know if, how the land tournaments are going to be scheduled and how it's going to work out. Yeah, how's the timeline work? Exactly. Will Crystal Deal be the same time as Sarah Deal? Yeah. Because and you got a juice up hero, go have him play against the plebs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like and then, but then, is he missing the opportunity for the this you know exclusive tournament that's like just the the people that made it in the in the um the perilous journey? Uh, it's interesting, and, and we got we got to wait to get those details. Uh, and I hope, I mean, I hope, uh, I hope that there is that choice because. I think I that, too. that would limit that would limit those plus five heroes from being in the regular, you know, quote unquote regular tournaments. Uh, I don't has, know. A little bit of a segue here. Has anybody optimized um, like the best hero to send on PJ? Like, um, and a rare X, uh, preferably with this stat, uh, usually at this cost in the market, and you're going to get an X percent chance, and if you lose, you're going to get X amount of jewel back or rewards back. Anybody done that? Well, that is, that is a great question and a great segue to our very own expert, Guy Kid. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been looking at this stuff pr pretty closely uh, and has created a bit of a uh, value sort of calculator. Uh, again, it's, it's, we don't, so there's a lot of the rewards are new things. There's new crystals, new stones that have, are not in the marketplace right now, so we don't know how to value them. Um, but uh, Guy has created a bit of a formula. I'll say, I don't know, formula might be the wrong word, but, you know, Guy, you can kind of... Walk us through this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you yeah. can kind of explain where you're looking at this, because he has sort of done what you're exactly what you're talking about, C9N. Yeah, so the one thing I'm kind of lagging on is I checked the floor player prices a couple times 
a day, maybe maybe every other day kind yeah, of thing. And sure. I did that. But basically it's, hey, I've got the survival rate of my heroes. If they get burned, what value am I going to get in Jewel out of it? And if they survive, how much is my value going to go up past my floor price? So, and then from there, it's like realistically have a value that I've created here of like how I'm going to put a comparison on of how much I value that hero versus what I could potentially sell them on the tavern floor for. So, so like my wizard's kind of a one toss up that I have right now that I could probably sell him for 160, 170, and his value is 155 because he's a rare level four. He'll probably be a level five. Uh, come time when the actual perilous journey happens and with all the rewards he'd get 85 jewel and increase in value wow. now what are these numbers all based off of i would love more input from people of what people would put values on for everything so i just kind of plugged in some numbers to so that i could create that formula and figure out like hey what's my equivalent of a hero value but let me start with the basic one if you guys were to just go buy a regular raffle ticket and say hey there's probably going to be ten thousand people that enter there's 25 gen zeros that we're going to raffle off how much would you pay for a raffle ticket in jewel to be honest for me see i'm, I'm a i'm a somewhat negative person I have kind of a negative perspective, so I know I feel like I you, would. You don't play power balls at home. I <laughs> I feel like I would lose, so I would probably do fraction of a jewel, you know, point five, maybe less, something like that, you know, per 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 ticket. See, I I look at the value of the reward itself, and I don't look at the. Well, I kind of look at the probabilities, but the value of the reward to me to put a. One in two thousand or twenty five hundred chance to do it. Like I'd throw ten bucks. Yeah. So two jewel. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. And it's like, all right, Gen Zeros are going for right around four thousand jewel right now. Um, if there's twenty thousand entrants, yeah, that'll be right around two jewel of value. How about hey, there's this crystal you can buy off the market that will give you plus fifteen stats, plus five to three stats of your choosing how much would you pay for that crystal see that's a lot i yeah that is incredibly valuable i think i would put you know i guess it depends on the hero you know like maybe you know a common floor hero you know half the value of the hero you know because it would literally it would that be the jump in the stats or close to right. you know something like that so i mean let's say 40 is the floor yeah i think i'd say 20 jewel good. Yeah. And that, that's really just what I went through is I went through all these items and I'm like, hey, let's peg a jewel value to it. Yeah. And then create a little formula of, hey, if they survive, the value is going to go up by this amount. And if they burn, I'm going to get this in the consolation prize, vice versa, what I just circled. But I think you're following my logic. No, yeah, I got the, you. Yeah. I'm so the, glad the burn values are interesting. The enhancement stones, I think, are the juiciest thing that's mentioned. Yes, yeah. At at first glance, I was really excited about the crystals, but then I realized they were one-time uses. Yep, yep. So these attunement crystals seem really cool of, hey, the 
the regular tumor crystal, a plus 10 to your primary stack growth and a plus 30 to the secondary stack growth, that seems huge, but it's a one-time roll. Yeah. So your, your sage going from an 85% chance of upgrading your intelligence goes from 85 to 95%. It's kind of like a whoop-de-doo, like whatever. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Do you guys have additional thoughts on the crystal? I, mean, I, or think, like... I think I think they're 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 fun, and I and I do think they have value. You know, I don't think they're uh, worthless. I, I think right. it'll certainly be interesting, especially for me. I have I have two heroes that are Dark Knight, Dark Knight, and Ninja Ninja, and so that secondary jump is huge for especially that's if you true. have a a, a, a a subclass that's an, a, an elevated subclass. I think that moves. Some of those top stats to it would be twenty five percent. It almost it almost makes it like a primary role. Exactly, exactly. So I think I think yeah. the, the, there's value in those. Again, obviously, I need I need the stone to align with the specific stat that we're talking about. But uh, you know, I I understand what you're saying, and and they're not as exciting as maybe we we would want. But I, there is some value in in these stones for these one one time level ups. You know. Yeah. They- during the AMA, Hubert uh, started going on about these stones that are crystals, and then at the end, uh, Bolon was like, and just to be sure, just to be clear, atonement crystals are not attunement crystals, which aren't atonement <laughs> crystals, which are attunement crystals, but sometimes they're not. And I was sitting there like, thanks for clearing that up, buddy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so that's where yeah. my head's at. Anybody uh, else? Anybody I mean, shout out I, in the comments? Anybody else? Uh, <laughs> their heads at that? I, I do think that's fair. They, they could, I mean... Literally, the sky's the limit. You can name these things whatever you want, and they named their things very similar. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so something I am more excited about, though, is these enhancement yes, stones. Yes, totally. So these enhancement stones, we just were talking about how excited we are about these plus 15 stats. Especially for land tournament, the stat that matters the most is your number one stat. So these enhancement stones, upon summoning... your level one is going to pop out like he's a level three or a level four from a stats perspective Ooh. and you're probably at a point if you've got gen zeros you are at this point our podcast unfortunately we do not have gen zeros <laughs> but if we've got gen ones or gen twos we've been holding on for a while that are now level five now you're talking about plus two from your two level five heroes and then plus this four plus this six so you should could be looking at a plus six or a plus eight from a bonus perspective upon summoning, which is huge. Uh, at the initial summon, this is to one stat. Yes, at, oh, if geez. you if you line it up right. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. So it's like I've got a monk and a pirate that their best stat is dexterity, mm-hmm. and then if I get a um, finesse stone on top of that. Yep. My monk and my pirate do plus one dexterity, plus one dexterity, and this finesse stone gives a plus six, six dexterity on that. So I get a chance of summoning a ninja that right off the bat gets an additional eight dexterity out of the gate. That's insane. And so actually, and then a question I have on this. So, So these rewards, and I guess this goes back to the timeline. Um, Yeah. So the journey says it's around 10 days. 
you, you can claim your hero on March 16th. And at that point is when we'll find out if our hero lived or died, correct? Yep. And so will we immediately get these stones at that point? If, like, you know, so. if, if our hero died, we get these stones. Because I'd love some runway towards land tournament. Right. For so, exactly so there's been no announcement talking. of when these land tournaments are actually going to happen. My question is, is there what's the window between uh, the result of the Perilous Journey and then prior to the land tournaments? I mean, I'm assuming we're talking about like a week or two. Yeah. Result, rewards, land tournament. And is that a week between all those? Is it four weeks yeah. between all of those? Because going from level one to level five probably takes people about a month to do. And I don't think anyone on this podcast is stampotting their way to level five or level 10. Probably not, no. But so it's based <laughs> off of that. If you summon anyone after, well, like, um, well, I guess after these rewards, they're probably not going to be able to compete yet for land tournaments. Well, I guess they're that's, that's my question do, is our junior. My question is do these stones even matter? for the land tournament should we even be thinking about that because the especially the, or i guess the crystals for like the level ups probably probably don't really matter because we're not going to be doing that many level ups after oh. perilous journey prior to the land tournaments you know well it, it may be short for the for initial land tournaments but how many lands are there going to be eventually fair and how point. many of them fair point yeah you know that any long-term benefits are gonna absolutely produce in the long in the long run in my opinion um but we'll see. You well, know, and that goes back to the initial much. point of the land tournaments are the, you know, first round or first version of PvP. PvP is going to be much more extensive and much more robust down the line. So the stones and the crystals will have value for that down the road. You know, I think right now we're all focused and excited about the land tournaments. But, you know, there is going to be PvP that's going to look different from the land tournaments farther down the road. We're early. We're, we're yeah. not early, but we're early. I mean, we're early. We're not the earliest, but we're early. I can't wait to see this game in its entirety and my life savings down through it. Or yeah. at least my kids' retirement, whatever. Whatever's yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what do you got next, Maddie? All right, let's see. Um, right. Something I did want to bring up um, is death, death rewards. Uh, and so sort of, and sort of, so guy, going back to sort of your formula, you know, uh, we do get some rewards for if your hero dies, there's sort of the life insurance policy. Do you right. think there is a way now to look at the market, uh, look at sort of floor heroes and say, based on death rewards, this, this hero would be a good value versus, you know, someone else. Like, sh should we be buying an uncommon floor hero? Uh, with the expectation that they will die and that maybe we'll we'll get a net net wash in terms of the rewards. Like is that is that possible? Is that something we should so be looking at? The problem is my initial reaction at these death rewards were these jeweled compensations are so so low. Yeah. I mean you're talking about I don't think you're gonna go pick up a mythic dead knight dark death knight off the market. No. But if that mythic death knight dies, it's eighty one jewel. Like that's no, no, okay. I, I, that's a tough hit. No, no, now no, I'm sure, right, but like that's not but, what I'm talking about. Like none of us are, are putting any myths yeah. out there or buying now, any but like, like all right, so let's use that same example with a rare basic. So a rare yeah. basic, you're talking about an eleven eleven jewel compromise. Still basic. The additional things you'll be able to get past that 
hold on. I got a little pop-up that grabbed me. Got too much, too many uh, spreadsheets. Oh, dude, spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. So we, many we layers. We call you Excel man behind your yeah. back. <laughs> so it's like the Gen Zero raffles. It's like, yeah, that's nice. The Shavas and the Moksha ruins. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. So it's a matter of, hey, based on the rest of your hero stable, how much value do you put on these enhancement stones and these crystals? Mm -hmm. If you're similar to me, that it's like, hey, these you're planning on doing a decent amount of summoning, and these enhancement stones have some real value to them. Yeah, a 35, 45 jewel floor hero might make sense. Um, but then you deal with all right, how many how many of these uh crystals and these stones do you want? So these stones, if you just have a common basic, you're only getting one of them. If you get a rare, you're getting two. And it's like, all right, do you go and reach into the advanced bag and the elite bag? Kind of what C9 was asking of like. Hey, does a ninja make more sense than a, than a thief? Yeah, and I'm, I would actually be curious to look what the ninja floor is. Forty four jewel. I think that's ninja paladin. Are Wait, we buying this guy? Right are, we, are we making a purchase live? Hook <laughs> it up. Seriously, um, but like, I think the advanced heroes make more sense than the the common floor heroes. Ooh. For an extra ten jewel, you're talking about. Um, what is it? Yes, three, four, three extra crystals and one extra stone for ten jewel. See, that's lending to my split theory, where there's going to be a certain amount of people that are thinking the same thing. They're going to send a lot more advanced classes and so on and so forth. They're going to get burned. We're just going to have a ton of uncommon basics. They're going to drop in value, and the actual advanced like. Uncommon and rares and legendaries are just going to skyrocket because half of them got burnt. There you go. We're calling it half the of them got burnt, and then the one that the ones that survived are right now all beefed up and juiced up. It doubled in price. Um, yeah, exactly. We're hashtag sp the split that we're calling it. But I have them looking. It's like so. The alternative perilous journey strategy is: Hey, if you've just been grinding and you got a level five, level six hero. You just sell them to someone who wants these rewards on the perilous journey. Uh, well, I, I do think that that is an interesting thing that I've been sort of looking at too. Uh, and and keep going. I don't want to ruin your flow because I feel like you're you got a lot going on like, here, guy. But, but that's, the, the that's level, exactly it. The level like the level doesn't affect it that much. He says, "Keep going, guy," and then keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> level one floor is thirty-seven jewel. Level five floor is 50, 54 jewel. So assuming worst case scenario, that's a 15 jewel bump price. So sell, during the gold rush, sell the shovels and the pickets and the, the yeah. green hands rather than trying to go get gold. Exactly. Right. And I think that's what a level five common hero is, is a, is a pickaxe, right? In that analogy, yeah. right? Right. Cool. Yeah. I, very, because, very good. <laughs> the level, and then so, so level five commons... Do not have that that strong of a uh, based on the formula the the survival chance formula. You know it's not that different from a level one common, um, because the, like level is only one individual percentage point, whereas rarity and rank is like a, a higher uh, percentage. Four. Yep. You get four percent going from basic to advanced, and then 
8% going from advanced to elite. Right. And so look, but look at, yeah, so look at uh, just from, you know, common basic to common basic level five, it, it's only four versus those same right. jumps. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting, you know, people are saying like, oh, let's find those high level uh, heroes to send. I don't know if that's the best strategy. So it's it's easy. Just buy a level nine mythic exalted and you're good. I think, I mean, yeah, that's that's the end result here. That's good. what we need right. to do. We figured it out, everybody. Yeah. This has been an episode <laughs> of <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> we'll see you next time. You got your alpha. I mean, I mean... I... All right, so so I, let's move on to my, my final point here. And, and I've hinted at this with you guys, and I want to bring this up. We've talked about the perilous journey. We've looked at the rewards, and we've looked at, at what, everything that's going on. To me, I'm again, I said this earlier in the episode, I'm a negative person. I'm kind of biased. You know, I have a negative outlook on a lot of things. This seems like a lot of the rich getting richer and, you know, the people with a handful of heroes really missing out. Is there something I'm missing or is this opinion, you know, am I, am I being too cynical or am I missing something? Because it seems like if you have a lot of heroes, you have a lot of strong heroes, you're going to get stronger, and you're going to win these land tournaments, and the rest of us are just kind of left uh, on the sidelines. Before you guys says something reasonable, let me throw it out of left field here. It's all about the game development right now. We're still early, in my opinion. True. Um, it, within the game atmosphere. So there's, you know, with jewel price at around five bucks, I think the, the team's trying to continue to generate interest, keep it going, make sure they have the funding so they can complete the whole dang thing. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it is leaned a little bit towards the whales, but overall, man, their engagement, I say this every time, every podcast. I know, I know, yeah. Their, their engagement with the community, the communication, it's second to none. So uh, lending my trust. Guy, any thoughts? Is this ecosystem better or worse with whales in the ecosystem? Probably better. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, versus, like, I mean, you want to get, you know, macro, you know, is communism better than capitalism? <laughs> no, if we all, if we all had the same amount, if we all are equal, I well, mean, I, I don't know. Chats. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. it's funny too, because it's, it's, I, I feel like we're still in a little bit of, it's, it's comical because Maddie, I know you haven't listened to it, but. Our talk track is very similar to Baby Punch and Ogre talking about Shout uh, out. Perilous Journey as well, too. And it's it's so interesting to, to see how it all kind of comes back to the macro of games like this don't survive if whales aren't in the ecosystem. Like, that's the big point. And so there always needs to be incentives for whales to keep being whales because the little guys can churn a profit that way because they'll be able to feed the system. So if there's some aspects of the game, like Perilous Journey, I do think it's more geared towards the whales than the common guy. That being said, I think it creates a better opportunity for your common guy that's got two, three, four heroes. The value of their heroes are going to go up, and they're going to find ways to, to make marginal returns on the ecosystem from a, a play-to-earn perspective whether that's providing ingredients for stamina potions for the whales to go burn a bunch of stamina potions for leveling or for events or something like that, or for the whales to go replenish their stock 
when 60% of their heroes get burned in the Perilous Journey. They want a couple more level 5, level 6 foragers, a couple more level 5, level 6 miners, or they want to build out their PvP team after that too. So I think this whole macro dynamic of what's happening with the Perilous Journey is good for all players that continue to play the game. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that was a strong response. I, I can't, I can't. I, that's a good point, and and my, I, I will ask one question on that though: is yeah. can we not? Could we not? Could this game not survive if everyone had the same amount? If if the the wallet, you know, if ten heroes was your max, and every every wallet had ten heroes, you, the game would not survive. Is what is what you're suggesting? Well then it just becomes how can we create loopholes in the system so whale's still going to do what a whale's going to do it's just hey how much effort did they need to put in to enable to do that the people that want to own 100 heroes if you do a 10 hero cap on an account guess what that person's got 10 accounts yeah sure they've got 10 different email addresses i mean everyone's got their own vpn yeah, yeah. they can be in 10 different yeah. countries i mean i mean this is the crypto world we're talking no, no, about i know too. yeah i understand yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's there's if you try to limit the capacity of what people can do in the game, they're just going to find workarounds for it. Yeah. So just create an open market society for let the ecosystem do what the ecosystem's going to do. And rather than trying to fight it, just embrace it. But it is tough too. It's, I do feel like there's a couple things they could have done. Like these land tournaments, it would have been so great if your hero had to, it was a team of three and your heroes had to travel around with your character not to make the whole pokemon reference but it's like the pokemon can't fight without their trainer sure. at these tournaments that would have been so great because it would have limited um one account wouldn't be able to go grab 15 20 pieces of land because that character would have to go move around in the land with it so i do think there's like a couple things they could do to try to limit some of the buying power of the whales but it's i do think they're cognizant of that but i i do think it's healthier long-term for the game for people in this ecosystem to be making money. Yeah. And, and, and again, yeah, I think, you know, my opinion is clearly biased because I am, I have a smaller, uh, you know, I, I can't compete with these whales. I, and, and that's just where I'm at in my life, but um, so I'm going to be biased and I'm going to be upset because I want, I want all the benefits. <laughs> Don't but, pickaxe, Manny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point. It's like, and, and that's what guy said. It's like I need to find where I can create value from it for myself for what I what I have and what I'm doing. You know, ultimate free market capitalism, baby. <laughs> this has been a Bogside Chats podcast. We're talking everything DeFi kingdoms. We're keeping it casual, talking Pokemon, macroeconomics, <laughs> you name it. The first non whale podcast. No Gen Zeros. No hundred stable of heroes. My name's C9N. And way more importantly, we got our co-hosts, Matty S and Guy's Kid. Um, anything else, boys? Oh, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll see you next time. Like and subscribe. See you guys. Like and subscribe. Hit that like button. We'll, uh, see y'all. We'll, we'll pump some more stuff out. And um, Also, let me know if you guys like Charmander as the best main character. Oh, what? We're not yes. going to talk about that? That's the sign-off? See ya.